0: Good morning on this Thursday morning and welcome to our devotional golden nuggets food for thought and for the imagination If you were with us yesterday, we were talking about the location of the human spirit differentiating between the spirit the soul and the body And I want to reiterate I want to go through the scriptures that we used yesterday to be able to introduce the new ones It says in Daniel 7.15, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body. So he identifies his spirit in the midst of his body, talking about the abdomen area or what some people would call the belly. And it says also, the visions of my head troubled me. So three things are identified here. He identifies the spirit, his spirit, In the midst of his body and then the visions of his head. In other words, whatever he saw uh, in his mind or whatever he saw that was revealed to him, that was troubling him. The scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice the three things that are to be preserved and sanctified. And that is our spirit, our soul, and our physical body. And as I mentioned yesterday, the Greek word for each one of these is a very different word. Uh, For spirit, it was pneuma. And for soul, it was uh, suki. And for body, it was uh, soma. So, that it be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and of course right here by saying that he's also saying that Jesus is returning back there will be a second coming and or a rapture or combination thereof in the book of John chapter 7 verse 38 Jesus on that great day on that feast he stood up and he said he that believeth on me as the scripture has said The scripture, notice the authorized word of God, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And of course, this he spoke about. The gift of the Holy Spirit coming to the indwelling of the believer. And on the day of Pentecost, that was the day of the fulfillment of this. Then in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27 The scripture says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching the inward parts of the belly. That has always been a favorite scripture of mine, simply because it gives me an idea. It gives me a point of comprehension of where God is dealing with us and how he is dealing with us. And that is our human spirit. And if we were to understand this, and if we could uh, uh, read it in some of the other translations, the spirit of man is the lamp of Jehovah, searching all his innermost parts. Or the Lord keeps watch over the spirit of man, searching all the deepest parts of the body. Or the spirit of man is the light of the Lord, who searches the innermost or the inmost parts of the valley. Or we can say in the CEV, our inner thoughts are a lamp from the Lord, and they search our hearts. And of course, the Lord is searching everyone. There is nothing hid. According to the book of Hebrews, there is nothing hid that does not remain open before the eyes of the Lord. And when we read in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 12, excuse me, in chapter 4, in verse 12 and 13, the scripture says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul, the spirit, and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner, of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Verse 13, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. In other words, the Lord, he knows everything. Now, here's some scriptures that we'll continue to read. It says in Romans uh, 8, 16, the spirit himself or itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And we have to remember that that witness, that, that testimony, that verification is for an assurance into our lives that not only has God accomplished a certain work in us, but The scripture continues to teach us that God is still working in our lives on a daily basis and that daily basis winds up being an opportunity for each of us to grow, for each of us to develop because the further that we walk in the Lord, the more that we develop the inward man, the more we are renewed daily by, day by day, the more we are being transformed into the image of Christ himself. And that is one of the ultimate goals, to be like him. Not so much to just simply make it into heaven, but be like Jesus in every aspect absolutely possible. The scripture says that the spirit self bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Or the spirit himself speaks to our spirits and makes us sure that we are God's children. And once again, I mentioned the word uh, assurance to assure us. Or the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Just as God uses our spirit as the lamp, the candle of the Lord, to search all the inward parts of the belly. The scripture continues, and if we were to continue reading this, it says in the book of <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8, the words of a tailbearer are as wounds, and remember how we've talked about giving voice to Satan, giving voice and an audience for someone to hear. So our words become very important and have to be very, very careful. Even in jesting and joking around, our words can slash and cut and make wounds that can last a very long time in people's lives, in their hearts, and even in their minds, so words of a talebearer are as wounds. What is he tailbearing? He is slandering. Whether it's true or not, it's a slandering of another person's life. And it says that those words that the talebearer speaks are as wounds that go down into the innermost parts of the belly. That's why there's a lot of people that are hurt and bitter They lash out with such viciousness because almost, not comparing it to, but almost like a wounded animal. It just wants to fight back and defend itself from being hurt anymore. The pain sometimes can be probably almost unbearable. And the only way to do with it is lock it up. Down deep in the innermost recesses of our inner man, our heart, our spirit, and convert it into bitterness, into anger, into wrath, into hatred, into malice. All of these things are things that the scripture says that we are not to permit or allow, even a root of bitterness. Notice, not a tree of bitterness, but a root. Whenever you've, if you've ever experienced watching a little bean sprouts or or a little plant grow, you've got that little shell encasing the two leaves that want to develop, but you have the little root that begins to develop first. And as that little root is developing and it begins to grow and begins to nourish itself, then it feeds the rest of the whatever it is that is growing. And in this case, if it's malice or if it's bitterness or if it's any of these things, that's why the scripture is so adamant in letting us know that we are not, we are not to allow a root of bitterness to grow in our lives because it can really cause massive damage to an individual spiritual walk. In the scripture, we find quite a number of things Uh, that are taught concerning avoiding some of these things. We're to be renewed in our mind. We're to be transformed. We're to be changed. We're to be uh, putting on the new man that is created after God in, in righteousness and in true holiness. Therefore, we are to put lying away. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another, uh, and and if we are to be angry, the scripture says, do not sin and don't let the sun go down. Do not give place to the devil, according to Ephesians 4.27. Do not give place to the devil. How are we giving him place? By voicing the thoughts and the arrows that he throws at us. Those flaming wilds of, of, of fire that, that consume an individual once they take root inside the heart and begin to grow. So we have to be careful not to let any of these things develop in our lives. The scripture says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the edifying, <clears throat> to, you, to the use of the edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And here's why. Because it will grieve the Holy Spirit of God. See, instead of being an instrument of blessing and our words bringing healing and hope and restoration and love and comfort and peace and edification, it brings destruction. And in bringing destruction, the spirit of the living God in us is grieved because we become instruments of the very one that Jesus has already defeated. The one that he came to destroy his works and destroy everything that he has done to come up against man and humanity and, 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 and literally to wipe them out. So it says, If we go back to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8, another translation says, The words of a slander are like delicacies. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Yes, maybe a delicacy when you hear it, but afterwards it turns sour and bitter. Another translation says, The words of a talebearer are as self inflicted wounds. They have gone down into the innermost parts of the heart. where identifying the spirit man, the true man, the inner man, the man of the heart. Another translation says, The words of a gossip merely reveal the wounds of his own soul, and his slander penetrates into the innermost being. So just from looking at these translations in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 8, we get an idea to the damaging effects in the realm of the spirit of words. And those words then in turn infiltrate and consume both the heart and the mind. And then they like poison are spread through the spirit. Spirit of the air. And then the listener that is hearing, unless he knows how to reject, and how to resist, and how to totally avoid these things, winds up being infected like a disease that goes down into his heart. And little by little as time progresses, it begins to corrode like a cancer, the innermost parts of his being. So once again, remember... It is wise to keep our mouth closed and our ears doubly open to what the Holy Spirit wants to say and to be swift to speak what He says and slow to anger and slow to wrath and slow to malice and be of a forgiving spirit always. Consider this in the name of Jesus food for thought and for the imagination. Amen.